call yourself a Christian and dislike another Christian, is that a big deal? Because that's pretty common, right? So it's not that big of a deal. It can't be that big of a deal. Everybody has somebody yeah. they dislike. Oh, no. John here says, no, that's a huge deal. Yeah, it is. And we're yeah. going to talk about that here in First John chapter 2. You're listening to Between the Lines. I'm Junior. And I'm Scott. And uh, I'll go ahead and start reading in verse 1. You know, it's kind of funny. We had, what, 10 verses yesterday, and now we've got 30? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm. I, you, they, they say that the person who came up with the chapter divisions because they don't make sense. The cha- some of the chapter divisions don't make sense at all. And they're not inspired, by the way. The no, verse no, divisions, no. chapter divisions. Actually, the original New Testament was written all in one line with no punctuation and no spaces between words. Yeah. They didn't have spaces between the words in uh, yeah. r- the, that Greek. So uh, the, definitely the chapter divisions. So what they say is a, a monk was sitting on a horse riding along, and every time he hit a bump, that's where he decided to put a chapter because it <laughs> moved down. Never heard that, but um, it makes sense here because a lot more <laughs> yeah, verses on this right. one. So here you go, verse 1, uh, 1 John 2. It's a great book. I love First John. My dear children, I am writing this to you so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate who pleads our case before the Father. He, we, we excuse our sin way too quickly. And so rather than saying, well, we can't help it. And he said, no, I'm, I'm trying to help you not to sin. He is Jesus Christ. He's our advocate, the one who is truly righteous. He himself is a sacrifice that atones for our sins and not only our sins, but for the sins of the, all the world. That's what Jesus did. He atones for all of us. That kind of goes against the, we got any Calvinists here, limited atonement, because he says he atones for the sins of all the people in the world. So it's uh, not limited atonement. Anyway, verse three then, and we can be sure that we know him if we obey his commandments. If someone claims I know God, but doesn't obey God's commandments, that person is a liar and is not living in the truth. Whoa, that's what you're talking about there. Yep. So what? Well, no, no, that's not. No, no, it gets on later yeah, on. That, that was yesterday's hook, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but if you claim that you know God and you don't care at all what he says and you just do your own thing, forget it. He says, you're a fake. You're, you're, you're not real. Mm-hmm. But those who obey God's word truly show how completely they love him. This is how we know we are living in him. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. So there's there's going to be a difference. Dear friends, I'm not writing a new commandment to you. Rather, than as and it is an old one you've had from the very beginning. This old commandment, to love one another, is the same message you heard before. Of course, that was Jesus' message, but it actually has its roots in the Old Testament. Yet it is also new. Jesus lived the truth of this commandment, and you are also living it. Because when Jesus, he lived in a time when it wasn't being taught that way by the rabbis. For the darkness is disappearing, and the true light is already shining. If someone claims I'm living in the light, but hates his fellow believer, that person is still living in darkness. That was your hook right yep. there. And the 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 hatred there, this is what you have to understand. Because anybody say, well, I just don't like him. I don't hate him. The, the word hatred there is actually the word for ignoring or just closing yourself off from another person. So when you shut yourself off from another person, say, I want nothing to do. Now, we're not talking about boundaries where there's necessary boundaries for their benefit as well as just to protect yourself. And sometimes those boundaries are necessary. But he's saying that when you just you're done with another person, he said that not, not and this is a Christian. Yeah, he said that's not a that's not a good thing. No, because you don't have because because you don't have a God who says I'm done with you. Right. Now he's not talking about church discipline situations because, of course, Paul also had said that there are times that when someone claims to be a Christian, but then they're living lives kind of the way John was talking about earlier here, 
that you are to cast them out of the church. You're not to eat with them. You're not to you're to cut yourself off because that person is pretending to be a Christian, but they're not living like it. And that, that's a different situation here. We're talking about personality disagreements. And uh, so anyway, you can't be walking in the light if that's the case. Verse 12, I am writing to you who are God's children because your sins have been forgiven through Jesus. I'm writing you who are mature in the faith because you know Christ who existed from the beginning. I'm writing to you who are young in the faith because you have won your battle with the evil one. He's talking to all generations, which is really pretty cool. And I've written to you who are God's children because you know the Father. I've written to you who are mature in the faith because you know Christ who existed from the beginning. I've written to you who are young in the faith because you are strong. God's word lives in your hearts and you have won your battle with the evil one. So, so much cool stuff there. But you want to continue to verse 15 then? Yeah. This is powerful. This is a powerful verse here. Yep. Verse 15 says, do not love this world nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the father in you. What does it mean mm-hmm. to love the world? Yeah. When we're talking about the values of the world, we're not, you know, of course, in John three sixteen, we the famous, yeah. you know, John three sixteen says, God so loved the world. There he's talking about a loving of the, the people of the world. Yeah. Here he's talking about loving the values of the world, the value system of the world the, and wanting the to be like the world. image-driven, the yeah. personal success-driven, the, the ego, the flexing, all of that. The need to fit in with what other people think. Yeah. For the world offers only a craving for the physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but these are from the world. And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. Anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. Now, he's not giving this like a, you earn your salvation here. Mm-hmm. Because, and, and we should point that out yeah. because it does it can look like that, right, right Dad? If anyone no. does, does what pleases the Father will live forever. And it's not because they live forever, because they please God. Right. It's, it's Jesus who pleases God. Yeah. But and, when you come to Jesus, then you please God. And in this chapter, the early part of this chapter, that's what it was all about. And, and chapter one as well, that we have been forgiven by God because of Jesus. And it's only because of his grace. But then because we have been forgiven, our lives are going to be different. We will live differently. And so because we are living forever, our lives are going to be those lives that please God. Just dear children, the last hour is here now. We are still in the last hour yeah. right now. Yeah. So things are just kind of divided up by time, you know, mm-hmm. before Jesus, after Jesus, and then Jesus' return. This is like the last hour period. You have heard that the Antichrist is coming, and already many have many Antichrists have appeared, plural, Antichrists have appeared. From this we know that the last hour has come. These people left our churches, but they really didn't belong with us. Otherwise, they would have stayed with us. When they left, it proved that they did not really belong with us, which answers a question, you know, if somebody is genuinely a believer, can they lose it? Well, there's too many scriptures that indicate no. If you are truly saved, then then it's the Holy Spirit that that got yeah. you saved. Nobody can and pluck you out of my hand. Keep you saved. Yeah, 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 yeah. But so here is the explanation. Well, how is the people walk away? Well, it, he he points it out. It's because it was never genuine. They never tasted. It, no, it wasn't wasn't something the they actually swallowed. Yeah. And that they had fully experienced. But you are not like that, for the Holy One has given you his spirit, and all of you know the truth. So I'm writing to you, not because you don't know the truth, but because you know the difference between truth and lies. Who's a liar? Anyone who says that Jesus is not the Christ. Anyone who denies the Father and the Son as Antichrist. Anyone who denies the Son doesn't have the Father either. But anyone who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. 
So you must remain faithful to what you have been taught from the beginning. If you do, you will remain in the fellowship of the Son and the Father. And in this fellowship, we enjoy eternal life you promised us. I am writing these things to warn you about those who want to lead you astray. But you have received the Holy Spirit, and he lives within you. So you don't need to you don't need anyone to teach you what is true, for the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know, and what he teaches is true. It is not a lie. So just as he taught you, remain in the fellowship with Christ. And now, dear children, remain in fellowship with Christ so that when he returns, you will be full of courage and not shrink back from him in shame. Hmm. I love that. Yeah, by remaining in fellowship with Christ in this lifetime, this is going to give us a lot of confidence in his return. Yeah. Since we know that Christ is righteous, we also know we also know that all who do what is right are God's children. So tomorrow you're going to be uh, looking at uh, 1 John 3, and then Sunday at chapter 4, and then we're going to be back in chapter 5 on Monday. That's right. Let's get over to Proverbs. And so Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 15 uh, is the Proverbs corresponding chapter 15. for today. Yeah, and I know you're saying that because I've been messing them up the last couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but but I like this uh, in verse 23. This this is a good reminder for us. It says, in, or not, not in verse, 20, verse 8, verse 8 of chapter 15, the Lord hates the sacrifice of the wicked, but he delights in the prayers of the upright. So God is not just interested in religious exercises. In fact, he says that he hates the sacrifice of a person who's not living it. So a person who is living a sinful life and doesn't really care about what God thinks in their daily lives, and then they try to become all religious. Of course, in that day, the sacrifice was that that's what they did. They went to the temple and made their sacrifices. He said he hates those sacrifices, but that isn't pleasing him in any way. In the same way, if we're just living however we want, doing whatever we want, we don't really care about what God thinks. And and, and that's obvious because of the, the things that we're doing and saying. And then we show up for church and like we get all feely, you know, touchy and feely about the beautiful music that we're singing. We sing these songs and like we're worshiping God and God says, you're not worshiping me. Because that worship starts on Monday and how you live, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And it culminates then, and it's a beautiful thing when it's something that has been lived through the week and then practiced and then expressed as we gather together. So he hates the worship of the wicked, but he delights in the prayers of the upright, those who are genuine in their walk with Jesus. Right. International Day of something. It is International Bill of Rights Day. Okay. So. Just uh, being can, thankful for our rights. You, you know, uh, I, can you tell us what the Bill of Rights are? That's the whole we the people. Yeah, I know. But can you, know? you can you list them off for us? No, I can't. <laughs> I can see you're trying to Google them right now <laughs> yeah, so that you can right. so you can show gonna, me up. Yeah, because we're not on video and so nobody would have known. <laughs> no, I, I will I, say that that I, I realize just how how good we have it when oh, we were yeah. in um, Africa. We were in yeah. a country that. Um, just stripped the rights of its mm. people. And it was a, in some ways a very dangerous country. Mm. And just talking with some of these pastors who periodically spend time in, in prison and experience awful things oh. in the terrible prisons yeah. uh, where we were at. And um, and to them, it was just like, well, it, it was it was just natural. Well, we don't have the right to be able to do this. We just do this because this is what God told us yeah. to do. And I'm just thinking like, man, I enjoy all those rights. Yeah, I, I would say... Um, I, we, we don't want to become political as being Christians in the church. And yet at the same time, 
we forget about the great blessing that we have because we do live in a nation where some of those things were thought through and there was great wisdom that was applied to the whole system that we get to live in. And it is a blessing to us. That's one of the reasons why people crave to, to get here. Yeah. Because we do have a great system that enables us. And in those Bill of Rights is that ability to be able to express our faith in Jesus and encourage others to come to know him and we can do so right. freely. Yeah. And, and today is a common thing to just kind of like slam where we live. Yeah. You know, America's not the greatest country in the, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I guess it depends on who you're, who, you know, who's making that decision, but like, let's just be thankful. Yeah. Let's just be thankful where we live and, and, and have a healthy pride yep. in those who've gone before us and fought for, fought for our rights. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, hey, make it a good Friday. Are you still researching the Bill of Rights? To no, I'm not. Okay. So you're on your apps. <laughs> All right. Hey, have a good day today God and have bless. a good weekend. Yeah. We'll see you in church. Keep reading and we'll be with you Monday.